Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, all that good stuff. This is episode 175 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. You know, I'm kind of um, not confused, but I was like, I'm just surprised. I thought you were going to start off with some kind of Festivus joke. Oh, I could have. Well, it it goes with uh, at the end, like, you know, whatever you celebrate. Uh, Okay. We're airing our grievances today? No, not till not till the 23rd on Thursday. Because okay. I got a lot of problems and we don't have that much time to record. <laughs> yeah, we got this all your problems. This will be a 24-hour uh, podcast turned to CNN. Ooh, the ultimate Ooh. marathon podcast no, ever recorded. For you, not for me. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. Much better. I uh, finally well. I was sick last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, just a cold. Got the uh, old swab up the nose hole and uh, tested negative for the COVID. So uh, it was just a cold. Thankfully, I don't know, but when you say nose hole, it just made me laugh like a child. <laughs> we just said nose, but no, the nose hole. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, I'm glad you're back up and Adam. Uh, no COVID. Um, yeah, but. Um, so that's why we didn't have a podcast last week. We were supposed to record on Sunday, but man, I had no energy on Sunday. I was. It's the holidays, man. It's yeah. uh, one of those times where you, if you have a, a moment to rest, you better take it. Yeah. These holidays have been brutal. I mean, it's this week, it finally felt like Christmas in Houston. Yeah. Finally got the temperature below 70, and it's only going to be until Friday. Um, so I don't know how, how do you how's this Christmas felt for you, man? Uh, man, it's actually been not, not bad. Like, I helped my folks decorate their house pretty early, so like it, it's you know, there's no rushing there. Um, got most of my shopping done. I have a couple of things to get taken care of, yeah, same here. Um, and all the stuff that I've already got, it's all wrapped. Um, and uh, I've actually had some, you know, holiday get-togethers with like some friends and family, other friends and family. Um, so yeah, like it's actually been a pretty festive uh, holiday season, like busy, but like still pretty festive. And uh, got some, got a couple of uh, holiday or Christmas albums on, you know, records. So that's always that's always good. I'm always looking. Um, Trying to find, you know, new ones each year. Yeah. I found Jose Feliciano. Oh, Feliz Navidad. I got the whole Christmas album. All I want is that one song. So it was worth it. It was like five bucks. So. Oh, man, that's cool. Congratulations. I'm the complete opposite, man. We haven't decorated a damn thing. Oh, the most decoration we had was when uh, Amari brought home his gingerbread house that he made at school. Oh, bro, nice. bro, our tree is still up in the box. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, it's just work and work and more work and then take care of him. It's like it's burnout. Like I'm glad to have my family around. I love them and everything. And I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world, but man, I'm just, I'm tired, man. <laughs> Christmas, like once you have children, Christmas is all about them. It's like the joy they get on Christmas and you just work, work to make that happen. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm glad that he, that Santa Claus is bringing right. all the gifts that he wants. Right. Wish he wouldn't take the money out of my pocket, but still. It just, I don't know. I'm, it still doesn't really feel like Christmas to me. Maybe that's because of everything that's going on outside these doors. No, uh, that's true. I get that. I, I mean, I, I, um, I think just I've had two different events, like visiting some some friends, and I think that's definitely helped uh, distract me a little bit yeah. from the fact that yeah, we're still in the middle of hell at yeah. the same time. Yeah, because my mom and grandma were talking to me last week and they're, you know, everybody's trying to work out plans for Christmas, whose house we're going over to. And they're like, okay, so y'all come over to our house and get your presents. Then we're going over to your Aunt Jackie's house. And um, I'm like, okay, so who all going to be there? It's like, well, you know, the cousins, such and such, easy. And then my grandma's like, you know, she, them them kids, she ain't got them kids vaccinated. I'm like, Ugh. and she ain't vaccinated either. Ugh. Oh, like boy. some yeah, some of my cousins who've had COVID are not vaccinated. I'm like, oh I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure I feel comfortable going over there. Like, per, like me by myself, I'm vaccinated and boosted, so I'm yeah. good. But you know, my sons, he's vaccinated, and we've seen that the Omicron variant has been, you know, hitting the Euro step on these vaccinations. Mm-hmm. So I'm more worried about him than anything, and. You know, I said this on Twitter a couple of days ago. The definition of fully vaccinated is going to change, and it's, it's instead of being two shots, it's going to be two shots plus plus the booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because man, it's been it's been nuts. Have you been seeing what's going on with the NFL and the in the uh, NBA? Woo, man, I uh, bro, I, I, I can't keep up. I just got alerted my phone from I think Bleach Report saying forty seven NFL players got put in the COVID restrictions. God. And the NBA, I think they said like, um, like half of the players that have been put into health and safety protocols happened within the last week or so. <laughs> I uh, so I had a, a get together on Saturday uh, at a friend's house, and I got there. And one of one of my buddies was talking to me about um, uh, the Rockets, and he was telling me about um. He mentioned the Brooklyn Nets, you know, about us winning that game. <clears throat> and then uh, someone else brought up, uh, or he said, oh, yeah, like, it's so bad that they've they brought Kyrie back just to play the road games because, like, everybody on their team is, like, uh, having to, you know. Uh, Either sick or hurt. Yeah, they're it's being like- put on these, like, the protocol list. And then another guy chimed in. Oh yeah, did you hear? He just tested positive. To, like he's in the in the protocol. Yeah. So the guy that they were bringing because they need bodies automatically is going to this new protocol list. Grand grand opening, grand closing, man. Yeah. It's like Abe Simpson when he walks into the burlesque house. Yes, yeah, Kyrie walked in and walked right back out. 
Yeah, that's a crazy situation. Like they said, they're only going to use them for road games because they don't have any choice. Um, Durant just went into the health and safety protocols a couple days ago. Gosh, I don't know how they're going to make it through the entire season. And the NFL, we've already seen that uh, uh, two, three games got moved. So there's mm-hmm. two Monday night football games tonight. We're recording on Monday the 20th, December 20th. And then there's two games tomorrow night, December 21st. Crazy. And then those games aren't even guaranteed to happen. Yeah, and I think um, the uh, the Browns games, they're going to be playing their third quarterback because b- both Baker Mayfield and his backup right. haven't been able to test out of the protocols yet. Right. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Have you heard of the um, suggested rule changes they were, they were talking about? Like, no. I can't. I think it was the NFL they were talking about. If you're fully vaccinated and you still test positive, they would let you just continue going about and playing the games and such. Oh, my God. And that's like, not good. If you're, a, if you're asymptomatic, they will just let you keep doing it. It's like, that's how we got in this problem in the first place. People were asymptomatic, passing it on. Right. And then the NBA uh, changed their hardship rules for, like, if you have um, basically any player that you sign as a hardship uh, player, it doesn't count against your salary cap or your luxury tax. And uh, the rules, like, if you have two players out, you got to sign at least one hardship player. If you have three, you got to sign two and so on and so forth. And I'm like, God damn, you're going to have, like, 20-man rosters soon with all these teams. Mm-hmm. You saw the Chicago Bulls, right? No, bro, they haven't played the game in almost a week. I think uh, yesterday was their first game back in like a week or so. They beat the Lakers, but they they were another team that just completely just beat up by uh, COVID. It's insane, and they're supposed to play the Rockets tonight. Yeah. Is that game happening? Yeah. It's still happening, yeah. It's a, yeah, the Rockets, um, they've come out and they made a point that all their players are boosted. That's good. And I'm looking at that, I'm like, what the, what magic spell does Stone have that got all those young boys <laughs> boosted like that? <laughs> I mean, you can't even get all of America. Like, everybody who got fully vaccinated isn't boosted. Right. It's like, I think 60% of America is vac- fully vaccinated, and but only like 30 to 35% is uh, boosted. So it's like, how did you pull that Jedi mind trick over all these guys, all these, um, you know, basketball players? <laughs> and how do you spread that to the the, the national public? <laughs> Teach me your ways. Have a vaccine drive at a certain type of establishment that is a uh, quite popular in Houston, especially with basketball players. Maybe that's how they all got boosted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's just crazy. I feel like we're just going to be, this is just what's going to, what life is going to be like from now on. Strip club. I was talking about strip club. Yes, I got it. That's what I kept going. I, 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 I got gotcha. you. Okay. 
didn't mean to pull back, but just want to make sure. I was gonna like burst your bubble by telling you that a bunch of those guys on there are twenty years old, so they wouldn't. Even, they couldn't even get, get it. in. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I gotta say, and I've been thinking about this. You know, the um. COVID, the COVID virus, it's like the perfect virus for the, our times where there are just a bunch of misinformation going on online and people lying to you about it. If this virus was just like a regular cold and didn't affect anybody, we wouldn't have this misinformation. We would just go on as, as normal. And if this virus was out here killing at, say, a 50% rate instead of a 2% rate, Mm-hmm. then everyone would be vaccinated and it'd be done already. Right. Yeah. Like the fact that it's not killing as many people as it can be, it's, it's like prolonging its life. Oh God, that's, that's a horrible, that's like a, yeah. I mean, it's a twisted like rationale, but it's not like, it's, it's, it's a fair rationale at the same time. It's a fair way to look at it. Yeah, I'm just, man, I'm just worried. This thing, the reason it keeps mutating is because it keeps spreading and it keeps getting a chance to mutate. So if it's spreading like crazy, like the Omicron variant is, what's to say like it won't like mutate to something that's as contagious as Omicron and at like five times as deadly as Delta? And when when do these strains start becoming vaccine resistant? Yeah, I'm no doctor. I mean, that's the big thing. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, you know, there's a lot of things to to worry about besides the next, you know, strain or the next, you know, or not strain, the next variant. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot to to think about. That we that you know whoever is running things, whoever is uh, you know in charge of our uh, overall like health and well-being like they better be ready for all this because at the end of the day it's it's our responsibility to take care of yourself and to get vaccinated and to stay as healthy as possible you know mm-hmm. um but the scientists are the ones that need to be prepared for when it gets worse not only that well not no they need to prepare for it to not you know before it gets worse you know be ready for the worst possible scenario. This is why I could never be president. I don't have the temperament for it. I, I told y'all to wear the mask, told y'all to social distance, told y'all to get the vaccines. We provide the vaccines. I tried to mandate the vaccines. You came down and said it wasn't legal for me to do so. And then when you get all sick and you're dying in the hospital bed, then y'all want to turn around and blame me? The fuck what? I did? <laughs> I looked I away for just a sec and I thought you were directing that towards me like I was <laughs> no. I was going to say whoa 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 <laughs> I think we've had yeah. a little bit of revisionist history in our conversations here but no I'm just I saying yeah. yeah if I was president I'd be out there in front of the podium like I did I I had a plan and I provided you with the with the items to uh, activate that plan, but y'all refuse to. Now y'all want to sit here and talk about oh, what we're gonna do. We're dying. Don't you care, <laughs> motherfucker? I did what I had to do. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's why I can't. I I cannot be any kind of elected official. I do. Somebody would come up and say something stupid, and I would just 
like there's no tact left in me. <laughs> if I've done everything right, you just completely continue to be a fuck up, and then you want to turn around and say, "Oh, how come you didn't stop this?" I'm like, "Are you fucking serious right now, bro?" Man, well, that in my mayoral dreams. I don't give up hope. Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) Dorsey, 2024. Fuck all y'all. Get in line or get fucked. Exactly. So let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. Talk about Christmas. Try to get into the Christmas mood real quick. Um, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh man, that's a that's a very good question. Um, man, I I think it's a Christmas story. A Christmas story? Okay, that's yeah. a classic. Um, it'd probably be a Christmas story. Then probably Home Alone, and then probably Die Hard. I said it. <laughs> that's right. Ooh, look at his. <laughs> So controversial. <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, um, it has to be the original Dr. Seuss, the anime one, the quick one. How uh, the Grinch Stole Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, there, okay. I was, not, I was not thinking you were going to, you meant the animated ones because the animated ones all might take the top ranking. Yeah, that's my favorite. The anime one, the one that came back way before we were born. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Home Alone 2 is no Home Alone is number two. Not Home Alone 2. Home Alone say <laughs> Home Alone is two. We need to we take a pause here and no, no, we're have good. a conversation in private. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And uh, my third one, and this movie has been steadily climbing up the ranks. It's um Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I I actually have not seen it, so I can't um, I can't tell you whether I like it or not because I haven't seen it. But I'm really surprised. I didn't I didn't. Uh... It's one of those. The more I watch it, the more I'm in, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jim Carrey doing crazy Jim Carrey things is it. it it's always it, good. Yeah, it brings something yeah. out of me. Um, who is it? Freeform has been playing all the damn Christmas uh, movies. So yes. I think it was Friday. It was either Thursday or Friday. They literally played all three Grinch movies back to back to back. And yes, there are three. The original animated one, the Jim Carrey one, and then the CGI uh, Bener- Benedict Cumberbatch one that came out like two years ago, two, three years ago. Wow, I missed I completely missed that one. I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, it's it's good for kids. It's fine. Um, I mean, as long as you stay truthful to the original Grinch story, you'll be fine. <laughs> as long as you don't completely fuck that up, you'll be all right. It's all right. Uh what else? Home Alone, uh Christmas story, die hard. Woo. I mean, all the all the classics are, are there for me. I mean, Charlie Brown, you know, Christmas, oh, yeah. um, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, um, all of those old Rankin and Bass 
stop animation or yeah, I guess stop animation. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Speaking of free form, right now they have the Santa Claus, that movie with uh, Tim Allen where he yeah uh, gets I, I really rid like of Santa. All right, they got yeah, all three right. coming on. <laughs> and again, you know, again uh, at this uh, at this party on Saturday, one of the one of the people in attendance, I, I actually don't know this person, but he made he made a, an interesting. Um, point that you know uh what is it about these elves who like there's no time to mourn <laughs> tim allen is just here as the new santa and it's just business as usual Lou, we got and a, you know what? we got a deadline that's a great point <laughs> elves said fuck that old man we get a deadline to hit <laughs> um you know one Christmas movie I've never seen that everyone around our age loves? Elf. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. Uh, I mean, it's worth watching at least once, maybe. I don't know. And if you don't, that's fine, too. I don't know. I'm very wishy-washy with movies. Like, it's taking yeah. it, it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's Will Ferrell. It's, you know, he's funny and ridiculous and all that kind of stuff um great cast i mean i I can't um i'm always i always like a good cast Mm -hmm. it's got james conn who's a legend and um uh, who else is in the movie uh oh uh, bob newhart you know then it's a good cast and yeah it's i mean it's funny it's yeah uh (laughs) Yeah, I would say, I would recommend watching it at least once. Yeah. That came out two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Hulu right now, or maybe I'll watch it this uh, before Christmas hits. Let's see. All right, from our Christmas, um, what else? Christmas songs. Oh man. Uh, yeah, let's see. It is. I know we, we joke around a lot and we have mm-hmm. fun and stuff like that, but when it comes to um, when it comes to Christmas songs, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, I think my, my favorite Christmas song is uh, The Little Drummer Boy. Um, where is it? It is on. What's the album? I'll, I'll pull up the album real quick so I can tell you. Um, I've heard it on the "We We Wish We Wish You a Merry Christmas" by the Ray Conniff by Ray Conniff and the Ray Conniff Singers. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's the Little Drummer Boy. It's it's the one where like the it's almost like the children's choir is singing it. Mm-hmm. Man, like. I love a good uh, danceable party, you know, festive Christmas song. Don't get me wrong. I love all those old classic Christmas songs. Uh, But man, there's just something about that song. It is like, I really feel the Christmas spirit when I listen to that one. Like not to be a, not to sound lame or whatever, but it's a very like, um, 
it's a sentimental song. It really is. Like it has a lot of meaning to it. And I, I really appreciate it. Nothing wrong with getting sentimental and in your feelings around Christmas. But that's the point of the whole damn holiday. Yeah. And, and it definitely does it for me. Good, good, good. Um, my answer to this is has been the same for 20 some years. It's the entire Temptations Christmas album. Oh, <laughs> the entire album, because back when I used to live with my grandma, she would ha- she had the um, the album on um, vinyl and would just put it on for Christmas and it would just play the entire day. So that's oh, very cool. Yeah. So it's not one song that's just that entire album from start to begin. Sometimes it's hard to pick just one. Yeah, I mean, it's I get that. I, I definitely understand that. Um, but, you know, the the Vince Guaraldi, you know, Charlie Brown album is is fantastic um dean martin frank sinatra nat king cole mm-hmm. uh, jose feliciano yeah <laughs> don't forget him guys. you were so excited earlier eartha kit yeah you know eartha kit santa baby that's that's a classic um yeah you know the, the classics i definitely love and enjoy those are the ones i grew up on um and uh yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Always the nice when we can, you know. Oh, last Christmas, of course. I mean, that's how can you forget that one? I am. <laughs> um it's always good. Andy Williams, comes. all any Andy Williams Christmas song. We just come I'm together listening. and talk <laughs> and you know, discuss good things. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're gonna have a hopefully both of us have a very Merry Christmas. You know who's not having a Merry Christmas? Uh-oh. Who's that? One Urban Meyer Ooh, who got boy. fired in the middle of the night last week. We're getting into it, right? Here we go. But we don't have that many topics. We're jumping around. We don't have that yeah. many topics. We only got two after this. So let's talk about Urban Meyer got fired in the middle of the night from his job as a head coach at Jacksonville Jaguars. And I can say... This is like one prediction we got right for our um <laughs> what the hell is that second called? <laughs> uh was it the uh oh reaction theater? Oh, that's reaction what theater. Was, yeah, we, that's what we got. Erin Meyer would not last a, a year. We got that one right. Oh speak. you did. Oh, I did. Because honestly, okay. I thought at least he would get through the season and then get canned after, but I'm not surprised. I mean, at this point, nothing surprises me about Urban Meyer. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a good dude. Um, oh. Speaking of which, like, next year we do our football podcast. I think we should do it, like, we can still do it, but maybe, like, once every two weeks or once a month. I think that's I think that's fair. And, and also in our defense, we didn't think the Texans were going to be this bad. <laughs> yeah. Urban Meyer, he makes it what 12, not even 11 months. Yeah, because he was hired uh, January 14th of this year. And his timeline in Jacksonville is just one mistake after another. Would you like mm-hmm. me to start? Go for it. All right. So, February 10th, he hires Chris Doyle as director of sports performance, uh, basically the strength and conditioning coach. Um, <laughs> He was the longtime head uh, strength coach at Iowa, but um, 
apparently he'd been making some very racist statements <laughs> and belittling and bullying the black players. So, you know, he lasted in Jacksonville for about a week before he got blasted off. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go on. Let's see. Oh, no, he didn't last that long. He lasted a day. He was hired on the 10th. <laughs> it was released on the 11th. And that's a favorite. April 28th, select uh, Trevor Lawrence first overall. They also took his um, Clemson teammate running back, Travis uh, Anil. Myers admitted in a post-draft conference that he wanted to take former wide receiver, a Florida wide receiver, Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony with that pick. Why did they? Okay. It's okay for you to make mistakes. Why the hell would you come right after the draft and admit that you made that mistake? (laughs) May 20th, signed Tim Tebow to play tight end, a position that he's never played seven years after he played in the NFL. July 1st, NFL fined the Jaguars $200,000 and Meyer $100,000 for excessive contact during all-season OTAs. They were supposed to be, you know, non-contact, and they were out there contacting. <sighs> During the uh, training camp, Myers had Lawrence and Gardner Minshew uh, share duties um, as the number one quarterback, which makes no sense because anyone can see that t- uh, Lawrence has he- – like 10 times the talent that Gardner Minshew has. No offense. Mm-hmm. Minshew is later traded to the Eagles. Lawrence is given his name the starting quarterback. Loses valuable rep time because he had to share him because his, uh, his coach is a complete idiot. <laughs> um, Meyer says that he and the team considered a player's vaccination status when determining final cuts. The NFL NFLPA opens an investigation. That's something that you can do in private, but you shouldn't say out loud. <laughs> now, in his defense, the investigation went through, and out of the, I think it was 18 players that they released, only two were unvaccinated. Okay. So, but still, it's a hassle of having an investigator. Mm hmm. Sniff, you know, sniffing around and around shit you shouldn't be saying. Like you could think that, like that's what I think. People who are unvaccinated should get fired. But I'm, if I was in charge of something, or if I was a, uh, you know, a supervisor, I wouldn't go around and be looking at people's records. Okay. You know, I don't want no one coming down on me. September, what's that? Twelve. Yeah, September twelfth. The Jaguars get throttled by the Texans. Whoa. <laughs> What well, final score 37 to 21. I want to thank the Jacksonville Jaguars for letting the Houston Texans look like a professional NFL team <laughs> twice this year. Yep. At least twice. That's all we could get. Oh, and here's my favorite story. The team has a Thursday night game against the Bengals. They lose. They come back. He does not come back. Mm -hmm. A video of a woman who is not his wife, by the way. Oh, no. 
Definitely is seen not. grinding up on him in a bar that he owns. Which, okay. That's the only way that's happening. If I own the bar, if my pictures are on the wall and y'all are snitching on me inside the bar, y'all do not fuck with me at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, there has to be something like, okay, it's not good to be cheating on your wife. Uh, let's say that first and foremost. However, there should be some damn decorum if I'm doing it in a place that has my name on it. <laughs> so you're saying he should be allowed to do what he wants yeah, as yeah, long yeah, as yeah. it's not illegal. Yeah. yeah. Some uh, modicum of discretion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gonna get me sleeping on the couch. You better stop. Saying yes and saying no. Saying I'm saying let's move on. <laughs> All right. So after that, he apologizes to the team. Um, which one is it? Shad Khan. He's the owner, right? Yes. Okay. I want to make sure I get the right one. He issues a public rebuke. Says he shouldn't have been there. He should have came home with the team. <laughs> Football should have brought you home that night, Irvin. (laughs) (laughs) December 11th, the NFL Network reports that Marvin Jones Jr. had to be persuaded to return to the team facility after leaving in response to Myers' vocal criticism of the wide receiver core. Yeah, I remember that. That was... That's one of those stories where it's like, man... Hold on, hold on. I'm How not done bad yet. is it? Hold Things on. must be very bad. Yeah, that's not even the worst part. Uh, NFL Network also report that Meyer called his assistant, assistant coaches uh, losers during the staff meeting <laughs> and asked them to defend their resumes. And I was like, nigga, you, you saw my resume. You saw when you hired me. What did you asked me to defend it for? You gave the okay. Yeah, You gave my okay. How you call me a loser? We all sitting here at three at that two and eleven, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's the weakest, the weakest argument anybody can make when you're the one that's making the decisions who to bring on. Like, yeah. y- you know, you have to take a long look in the mirror before you start calling your staff losers. You know. Yeah, that's literally you. You're passing the buck. You're passing the responsibility. I I can't be the reason that we suck. It's got to be someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. Let's see. December 12th, Jags lose 20 to 0 at Tennessee. It's the fourth shot loss in franchise history. After the game, Meyer denied both the um, allegations from the NFL network. And said anyone leaking information risks losing their job. He kind of sounds like OJ when OJ says, I'm going to find the real killers. <clears throat> it's you. <laughs> You're the one with the leaks, buddy. You're the reason we're finding all this stuff out. Hey, just an update. Mm-hmm. Just an update. Yo. I just was looking and listening. OJ still hasn't found the real killer. Yes, because it, because he's on a golf course on a golf course somewhere with no mirrors, apparently. Wait, who's on the golf course? 
OJ. OJ, yeah. the real killer. Yeah. <laughs> the real, both of them, the real killer and OJ, they're both on the golf course. I mean, look elsewhere, man. He's, he's, he's only looking at the golf course. Mm-hmm. December 15th, ex-Jag kicker Josh Lambeau alleges Myers kicked him in the leg while he was stretching warm-ups before practice. And who was it on one of those ESPN shows? How are you going to lose your job over the kicker? Because ultimately that was it. I mean, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Look, I don't know if the story is true or not. <laughs> I want to believe it, so I will believe it. I come from the school of thought and that the second that you raise your feet off the ground to hit me, I'm allowed to beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Once you bring feet into the conversation, the conversation is fighting. Yeah. Feet off the ground, spitting on people. Those are the two things that start to fight. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the bottom line with this guy is, uh, he's just well. He just does not seem like a a uh, um. Man, what is this? He's an arrogant. Genuine, he, he doesn't seem like a genuine person. Like he's yeah. He's he's an asshole. Yeah, he's a dude that thinks that just because he's he's you know the head coach that that gives him all the power. And that's like that's not how things go in the NFL. That's that doesn't that's not how things go when you're dealing with grown ass millionaires. Grown ass millionaires who make more money than you. Yeah. You I can mean, get away with that shit in college. Like absolutely. you in college, you control everything. But here in the NFL, that's that's not gonna fly. Any professional sport, you will see if the players revolt against you, your ass will be out. Mm-hmm. And like he's just so I don't understand why these college coaches come up here and are so arrogant. Like this might be the worst of all time, though. I'm tr- really trying to think of a worse college to pros transition. And Steve Spurrier's was pretty bad, <laughs> but he even made the playoffs. I think at least Spurrier was playing so much damn golf. You tell him that was a bad time. <laughs> Um, Nick Staben with who did he go to? Miami, my yeah, Dolphins, yeah. But did he he made a year, didn't he? I believe so. Let me see. Let me see. 2006 season. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 2005 he was nine and seven, and in 06 he was six and ten. So he finished 15 and seven as a head coach. Okay, so he he was bad, but at least he made it two years and wasn't embarrassing, and had at least one winning season. I mean, he had a, uh, technically, I mean, yeah, it's a winning season. Nine and seven. Oh wow, I forgot about this one. So apparently, after the the University of Alabama fired Mike Shula, Saban was always rumored to be the the coach. 
Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, no, it's not going to be me. And, and December 21st, he said, he, this way he said to the media, I guess I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. <laughs> and January 3rd, he accepted an offer to be <laughs> Alabama's coach. I meant to say I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. That's not even today. Three, that's not even three <laughs> weeks. Uh, let's see. Steve Spurrier was seven and nine and five and eleven with Washington in 2002-2003. Um, oh, I know who I'm talking. I'm thinking about, but I don't remember his name. He was the coach of the Falcons. By Petrino. There we go. <laughs> I can I can picture his face because I always remember him being that damn neck brace after he lied, falling off his bike. Um Bob Petrino quit and left like dear John letters in the players' lockers. <laughs> I always give him a uh, a slight pass because he was brought into Atlanta to uh, develop Michael Vick, and then Michael Vick went to jail. <laughs> Imagine you coming in and you think you're going to work with Michael Vick, and then and then goes to jail. <laughs> no, no, and then these are the quarterbacks you have to do uh, play with: Joey Harrington, Byron Left Leftwich, and Chris Redman. I leave a letter too. <laughs> some of these coaches are foul he okay Petrino resigned to become the head coach at Arkansas less than 24 hours after personally promising owner Arthur Blanks that he was staying in Atlanta well you know Arthur Blank shouldn't be surprised at this point because didn't Michael Vick personally Promise him I, oh, he I did not kill those dogs. Yeah, that's true. Or something out of something like that. I'm sure there was a discussion. Man, these um these coaches will come into your house, tell you how they're gonna mold your son, make him a man about teach him about responsibility and loyalty, and then they will just up and leave in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, in, in fairness, there have been some successful transitions from well, of course, but I'm just here to talk about the bad times. Yeah. We already more did than, the, I, than I thought. I, we already surprised. did the happy part of the podcast. Really. Let's, get down. <laughs> Let's bring it down. Um, that's it. Um, he's Urban Meyer is gone. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on TV next year and then back in college football in 2023. Yeah. Somebody's going to hire him. They're going, and then he's going to go work for them for a couple of years until some allegations pop up, and he's going to have another heart problem, <laughs> right? And have to retire again. I mean, he's got another. He's what fifty-seven right now. He's got another ten years of probably. He's probably got another ten years of being able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. He'll trick someone. Make some money at that, you know, make a lot of money during that time as well. 
I mean, if you have 10 years until his heart issues pop up, I mean, you can make one national title game in those 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got two topics left. Do we want to end with, uh, you know, what? we'll end with yours. So we'll start with mine. Hawkeye. Yes. You have not been watching. I am disappointed. I'm disappointed as well, but I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I'm not going to promise anything, but I want to, but I, I won't. I'm disappointed and ashamed. <laughs> you, my friend. Um, it's been a great show. Um, I enjoy it. It's like, it's not as hu- hugely like universally important as like Loki or WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It's like, the stakes in the show are even it's probably the smallest we've had It's even smaller than you know falcon and winter soldier because there you're um it's sam taking up the mantle of captain america here it's um kate trying to become the next hawkeye i mean mm-hmm. apples to oranges right there <laughs> but uh this is very entertaining um this right here is like it's been the perfect send off to um, Black Widow. Just watching how not only Clint but also Yelena react and deal with her passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kate has been uh, the woman who plays her, uh, Haley Steinfeld. She's been excellent in this role, where she's like. You can tell she's kind of cocky, but you can also see the mistakes you made. It's like she she perfectly encapsulate that 20-year-old feeling where you feel like you can do any fucking thing, but you don't know how to do everything. And meanwhile, Clint's like, <laughs> Clint just wants to get home to his family for Christmas because, you know, they were gone for five years. Right, like this is his first Christmas with them in forever, and he can finally like, you know, live again. Like he really, he's been a he was a dead man for basically the entire the entirety of the blip until Natasha came and got him in um Endgame, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting watching him rectify with his um his Ronin persona. Um, one of the other characters, Echo, her father was killed by him. His, her, her father was a gangster. He was the leader of the, what are they called? The um, tracksuit mafia. Uh, nice. So, and uh, yeah, somebody informed Ronan about him and he, she, he went through and killed them all. And she found her father and she, as he was dying and she's been, you know, trying to get the Ronan back ever since. So I don't really want to spoil too much for you. I really, I really do want you to watch it. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that happened in episode five has already been spoiled for you. It has. Uh, and so, uh, but honestly, I think that's, I think it's the best thing that could have happened because now it gives me, it really does give me more incentive to watch it. Now that I know what's, what's going on, sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm excited about what I heard. Like, I'm disappointed and excited at the same time because it's like, 
I'd rather not have heard that, but um, if anything's going to get me to watch that show, it's what I, what I learned. So definitely going to check it out. Oh, can I, can I say it? <laughs> no, people no. Oh, oh, okay. I figured like, it's like when this comes out tomorrow, you're, it's only one day until the season finale. So okay. Well, yeah, they go for it. Yeah. And if you, if you, uh, if you don't want to know, just pause or put on mute for like two minutes. Oh, longer than that. We're long winded. Don't you know? All <laughs> right. So, um, at the end of episode five, Yelena, uh, Texas Kate and tells her, Hey, the person who hired me to kill um, Hawkeye was your mom. And she's meeting with this guy right here. And she sends Kate a picture and Kate looks at it and she gives the phone to Hawkeye and she asks, well, who is this guy right here? And Hawkeye looks at it and he's like, Oh, that's the guy I've been afraid of this entire time. That's the Kingpin. And it's old Wilson Fisk, old boy from the Netflix movie, uh, television series back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I let a little yelp of joy when I saw him in that picture. It's like, oh, okay. see, I was robbed of that moment. That's the moment I yeah. was mo- robbed of, but that's okay. That's like, yeah, it's a, and like they gave you hints, um, in other episodes. Um, Clint was just like he was talking to his wife talking about I want to get this in and out I don't want to involve the big guy because that's when things are really going to come down so they get, they dropped hints about who he is um, mm-hmm. there's also a flashback of, um, of Maya Echo when she was a child and um, she was taking karate lessons and her dad was like okay I can't pick you up but I'll make sure uncle comes and picks you up and like you see the, the hand of uh, the guy come and pinch her cheeks and you hear him get his, him laugh and like oh. I, I'm not playing I, I replayed that laugh like that was episode 3 I think I replayed that laugh like 4 or 5 times I was like is that Vincent is that him <laughs> And, you know, he's on Twitter just, like, teasing everybody, like, every episode, too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... His performance um, in Daredevil and in The Punisher, or I think it's just Daredevil. I, I don't yeah. remember if he was in The Punisher. But um, he's awesome. I mean, and that's half the reason why you watch that show. <laughs> Yeah. And if it means like he's going to carry over into the next season, like we're going to get more of him. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And even more reason to keep watching. The only thing I'm wondering is like, is this like, are they integrating the, the Netflix stories into the um, Disney Plus stories? Or is this like, it is Kingpin, but just like a different version. Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. I don't know. I wouldn't mind for the like consistency just to carry over. Because, you know, there's really no reason to restart or to kind of go back and establish him. You know, mm-hmm. most Marvel fans will know. And most TV show fans will know. I mean, if a lot of people, you know, like there's reason why they're, you know, bringing him back, you know, because he was that good on, on that show. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <clears throat> they need to bring him back. Um, Charlie Cox, mm-hmm. who played Daredevil. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All the rumors that I haven't seen, seen uh, No Way Home, you have. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all the rumors that he's in the movie, of, along with the other Spider Man. Um, who else? Uh, if they can f- afford John Berthal, please bring him back. Right, he might have priced himself out already. <laughs> How crazy is that? Out of all of them, he probably priced himself out. Well, no, with it's Marvel, it's Disney. There's no, there's no price tag too great. You you know what it it. it it might not be. It might not be like they. He's priced himself out. It might be something like The Rock, where he's doing so many things, he just doesn't have time to do it. Mm-hmm. And like that's crazy to me. The the um second lead on The Walking Dead is like one of the biggest movie stars. <laughs> <laughs> like he's done. Like I love that dude. He's done so much, and mm-hmm. and he always, whenever he pops up, he kills. Like someone um, was posted a video of today from the from season two of Daredevil when he's in the courthouse oh, and, okay. and um, Matt's talking to him and like he, that's when he figures out that Matt is Daredevil by the voice and you can tell like the facial expressions that he gives while he fig- when he's figuring out it's like it's an acting class it's just a master masterpiece man he's like is that no, wait a minute. And then, like, he, like, has this chuckle, like, you gotta be shitting me. I'm like, good. Like, this dude has so much emotion for, on, like, it's, like, ah, uh, man, it's crazy to see, like, because the first time I saw him was on The Walking Dead playing Shane, and, like, he he was a good, he was, at the beginning, he was a good guy who just slowly, you know, lost his mind, and, like, mm-hmm. he played that so well, and to see him and everything he's done from you know, Marvel stuff. He was in Ford versus Ferrari. Um, that Fury, the tank movie, like he, he goes up against these other actors and he holds his own. It's just great to watch. I'm sorry, I could talk about Sean Berthold. <laughs> like, he might be my favorite actor. Like, I talk about that dude all day. Um, who else? Like, um, I'm, I would like for them to bring back uh, uh, the actress who played Jessica Jones. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Ritter. That's right. Okay, and um, the dude who played Foggy, the woman who played Karen, and Daredevil. The names I don't know. They escape me. And that's it. You can keep uh, Luke Cage and um, old. Uh, I'll figure it out <laughs> on set. Uh, Danny Rand. You keep them where they are. <laughs> The guy who played Foggy Nelson. You mean the guy who also played Fulton Reed in the Mighty Ducks movie? Did he? Oh, shit. He did. Yeah, bring him. Well, then he knows Disney's good for it. Bring him back. You remember Fulton Reed? Yes. He was that guy. I was, I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, so bring him. Yeah, bring those guys back. Leave Danny and Luke wherever the hell they are. <laughs> Recast them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I can't. This has been this whole uh, phase four on Disney Plus has been so entertaining. Like, I can't wait to see all the shows we're getting next year. Yeah, it'll be good when they're when they're back. 
All right. Let's end this with the tour de gras. Yes. Spider-Man No Way Home. You saw it. Spoiler free. By Spoiler the way. free. Okay. You saw it opening weekend. Tell us all I about did. it. First off. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was my first time back in a theater in over a year. Almost two years, actually. Two years. I, uh, I saw a movie in December of 2019. And it was the last time I went to the theater. Do you remember what movie that was? I do not. Um, I remember the last I do, movie. but I don't want to say because it, it just wasn't very good. And I, yeah. <laughs> I remember the last one I saw. What? <laughs> it was Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, that's not a bad way to go out. I'm sorry to steal your story, but can you imagine if Endgame, if um, it didn't come out to 2020 and we were dealing with the pandemic? Oof, man. Man, that would have been... I mean, I wouldn't have seen it. I, I probably would not have seen it until, like, now. <laughs> All right, continue. Oh, 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 sorry. Yes. Uh-huh. Speaking of movies coming up pandemic, uh, Shang-Chi. Yes. Or oh Shang yeah Shang Chi, uh-huh. have you seen it? Not yet, but it's on Disney Plus. Please, it's good. That's what I've heard. Two thumbs up. Go go watch it. I don't All think right. I've heard anybody not like it. Or amongst my friends, amongst my friends that have seen it. Nah, I watched it last uh, last week. No, two weeks ago. Uh, ten out of ten. Go. It's as far as an origin movie, it's up there with Iron Man. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. All right, sorry. Continue. That's okay. Uh, first time back in the theater. Um, wasn't as concerned. I mean, I, I'm not. I wasn't as concerned. I'm fully vaxxed and boosted. Uh, I've had I had COVID at the start of 2021. Um, you know, I've done as much as I can. I think at this point, you know, I think. But you know, I mean, obviously, I don't. Still, I still don't take it for granted. But, um, but you know, it was still a little weird being, you know in a theater again mm-hmm. um i went at 10 55 in the morning on a sunday knowing that it wasn't it probably wasn't going to be 100 filled and it wasn't i love that i love those maybe half at most half filled which was great for me i loved it i you know our group sat by ourselves basically nobody sat near us which was great like um so that, excuse me. So in terms of the experience, it was cool. Like it was cool being back. It was, you know, you know, at least for one, one movie. I mean, I don't know. I don't go to the movies often anyways, unless it's a big time thing. And this is a big time thing. And I was definitely going to see it somehow in the theater. And uh, man, it, it was, it was great. I mean, I'm not going to give any spoilers because it's only been out for not even a week. Um, but it might sound crazy, but it's still out of the out of the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. Mm-hmm. I still say I think it's the second best one. I still like the first one better, um, just because Michael Keaton was so good as the Vulture. Uh, but look, we the only thing I'll say about uh, you know we've seen the most people have seen the trailer, mm-hmm. the trailers by now. So the the villains are no secret, of course. You know, you've got. Uh, Alfred Molina, Molina back as Dr. Octopus. You have Jamie Foxx back as Electro. You have Willem Dafoe back as uh, Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Um, you have uh, the guy who played the lizard, Reese. 
forgot what his name was. Um, I don't even want to Google it because I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> oh, that's right. Don't don't do that. Uh, who who was it? Uh, uh Rees Ifans Ifans. He's a Welsh actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he comes back as the lizard. And uh, the Sandman is back. You know, it, like you can tell it's the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was awesome, you know, seeing those characters again. Um, and going into it, I saw. I didn't read. I haven't read any. I hadn't read any articles. I did read like headlines of articles, you know, before the movie, um, just because those are hard to avoid as well. Uh, just as long as you don't click on the actual article. But there was a headline that said that Willem Dafoe, you know, th- this much I'll say. Like, I agree with a, an article headline that basically said Willem Dafoe, his uh, his role in this movie is up there with some of the best uh, comic book villain roles we've ever seen. It was that good. I mean, it was as good as he was in the first one. I mean, it, it was hard. It's hard to to think like, how can he be any better than he was in that first Spider-Man movie like mm-hmm. twenty years ago? Um, and he found a way and did it, man. It was it was a really good performance. Um, he he is a villain through and through, and you know that character is just amazing. And um, yeah, you know, this is, it was a great movie. I I really, it was fun. It was action packed, of course. Um, You know, it had everything you could, you could want in, in a comic book movie. And this, you know, with with all the villains and stuff like that, you know, doing all that, it was, the original Spider-Man movies felt like a real, a real homage to the comic books and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but but doing that, incorporating all these villains from the different movies and the different franchises and whatnot, is definitely a uh, an homage to an homage to the the cinematic, you know, um, adaptation of Spider-Man, like you know, just seeing all these characters interact and intersect, you know, it's very much a gift to all the fans who've seen all these movies, you know, who've, who've withstood the test of time. And, um, man, I think, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. <coughs> Excuse me. I uh. missed the cough button. <laughs> Wasn't quick enough to it, but anyways, um, yeah, the story is great. Uh, Beginning, like middle, and end. The first five minutes are amazing. I will actually first five minutes blew my mind. Um, I that's one of the few like holy shit moments for me. Uh, not saying that there weren't enough, there weren't other holy shit moments, but um, that was my holy shit moment within the first five minutes. And the rest of the movie was just you know cherry on top from there. But great action, great story, lots of fun. 
uh, great humor, great dialogue. Uh, you know, you know everything, everything you could want from a Spider-Man movie, from a comic book movie, um, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like talk about it without giving away. Ah, so, ah, so you're that's fine. I suppose that grade it. What's your grade for it? A, A. Yeah, I'll give it an A for sure. So while you were talking, I was uh, just googling to see reading spoilers. Much- what no, do? <laughs> no, I was um, seeing how much money it made because I saw it's been the biggest weekend, you know, of yeah. any movie in the pandemic. So I just googled to see how much it's made worldwide. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, didn't it make two hundred fifty-three million? Uh, domestic- I think I read. Yeah, I I, I saw that. This is on Box Office Mojo domestically as of today, $260 million. Okay. Dang. World, million today. Worldwide, $600 million. Ooh. It is already the sixth biggest movie of 2021. <laughs> and it looks like only. There's only two movies ahead of it that actually um, premiered in North America, and that is Fast Nine yep. and No Time to Die. Yeah. I mean, those, are the, like, so, those are the big money-making franchises at the moment. Yeah. Over Fast the li- and Furious and James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Bond. Over the lifetime, uh, F9 made $726 million. No Time to Die made $774 million. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is going to crush that. <laughs> the biggest box office this year is a movie called Battle at Lake Cheng- um, Chongjin. Apologies. If I'm, um... Wow, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it opened. Yeah, it's it was a uh, Chinese because it made most of his money. It made eight hundred and ninety nine million in the Chinese market. Wow. Yeah, so they only made like three million outside of it. But yeah, it's gonna worldwide that movie made nine hundred and two million. Spider Man's gonna blow past that. That is. What is this movie? Um, let me look at the description. Set in the second phase of the Korean War, it tells the epic historic tale. 71 years ago, the People's Volunteer Army entered North Korea for battle under freezing conditions. The troops on the Eastern Front. This seems like you know how we have. Ooh, yeah. You know how we have like World War Two movies come out like every two years. Yeah. This seems like theirs, their version. Oh, yeah. The film depicts the story of Chinese soldiers defeating American troops despite great odds at the Battle of the Chosen Reservoir Reservoir during the Korean War. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. I like something I am not smart enough to discuss. The Battle of Lake Shangjin is the most. What's that? Yeah, that's why I said Changjing. I'm trying to say it for Changjing. Changjing is the most expensive film ever made in China to date with a budget of 200 million US. The film story was commissioned. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the film story was commissioned by the propaganda department of the Chinese Communist Party. 
Uh, that's it. Eject. Eject. We we said enough. <laughs> yeah. Man. $902 million. They damn near force everyone in China to go see that movie. I want to see. I, I'm very interested to see who their American actors are or their American troops. Probably some actors we've never heard of. Man, that is wild. Free Guy made $331 billion. Man, good for Guy. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man is probably going to make a billion dollars when it's all said and done. Oh, no doubt. Didn't uh, others, which, uh, didn't other two make a billion? No, fast. Oh, the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah I think so. Let me check if the internet wants to work, which apparently he does not. <laughs> I know for sure the, f- the first one, the second one did Spider-Man Homecoming. Far From Home. No, Far From Home made a billion. Homecoming made 880. Okay, yeah. Far from home, 1.1 billion. Yeah, now this will definitely do so Mm -hmm. as well. And uh, well-deserved. I mean, you know, great movie for sure. I can't wait to go see it. Hopefully I'll be able to go this Sunday after Christmas. Let's hope it's not too packed. Yeah. All right, man. Anything else? That's all I've got. I mean, uh, we covered a lot today. A lot of different stuff. It was fun. It was uh, exciting. It's like watching Spider-Man enough out of you oh I got wrestling on right now and um, Kevin Owens and uh, Seth Rollins just jumped Bobby Lashley (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Owens just re-signed yes multi-year deal apparently the the rumors are um, Sami Zayn re-signed as well yeah I mean you know there's talks that that's why he's received increased tv time which has been worth every penny so far yes sir please more of Sami Zayn and brock lesnar more 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 absolutely oh it's it's obvious that we were going to have a tag team match tonight lastly <laughs> and big e versus rollins and <laughs> like, oh. you can all we need is tay long to come out and be like yeah, play, play, oh, play, 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 play. And those are the teams we get, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that does kind of make sense. The two indie guys and two, like, not indie guys. 
Also, you know, we had Bobby and um, Biggie battling for the title earlier. So it might be like, we don't like each other, but it's like begrudging respect. Yeah. Although I'm not going to lie, I would like to see them go at it again. I would like big, you know, we like big men bumping meat over here. And, you know, uh, I mean, I I understand you got to do something big, but at the same time, like putting all three of those guys all at once against the champ, it's like, I would, I want to see a program with all three of those guys against Big E. Yeah. Cause my problem is now like if when Big E's wins, then what's next? Who's he taking on at WrestleMania? Exactly. Yeah. I feel your pain. Yeah. On the other side, I think WrestleMania for SmackDown is gonna be uh Roman versus uh Drew. Yeah, it looks like it's the way that they're going. I mean, they're they're finding they're gonna find a way to get there. So like I said, they've they've done everything to keep them apart, and you know it's been very blatant. So I think it's only a matter of time before they steer them both in the same direction. Yeah, I think that the the plan was Drew and Jeff Hardy were being friends and Jeff Hardy gets his, <laughs> his chance at the universal title. He gets taken out and then Drew fights for his honor at WrestleMania. Now, they can still get there. That WrestleMania match, they're just going to have to change the direction they get there. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so we got Bianca Belair right now talking. Her and do you know her and Dewdrop? I've enjoyed that. It's really showing off Bianca's talent, her strength, mm-hmm. and Dewdrop. She's very talented. Absolutely. I hope they change her name back to Piper Nevin, but you know, can't get everything. What patience? Right. Hey, let's get out of here before this turns into a wrestling podcast. <laughs> so, um plans we got we'll do one more podcast before the end of the year that'll be our basketball podcast so talking about the rockets and everything's going on in the nba and then we will be done probably take like a week or two off just to recover from the holidays and then we'll be back in january i like it sounds good right. thanks to everybody for listening i you know we appreciate all the love and support yes thank you so much um it means the world to us Anthony, as always, love talking to my brother. Right back uh, at you. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Festivus to the rest of us. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back here next week talking NBA. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.